stop, collaborate, and listen. Dave and Rob are back with a brand new episode as we talk 90s music now on Totally 80s and 90s Recall. Hello and welcome. If you're new to the show, we love that you found us. And for our returning listeners, it's always great to have you back. Well, if you love all things 80s and 90s, from music and movies to television and pop culture, then this is the podcast for you. I am one of your hosts, David, joined as always by someone who never chases waterfalls, my good friend Rob. Dang it, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I want to welcome uh, all of our listeners today that are feeling a little beat up by life. Uh I know I've been fighting a little bit of a cold and so... Uh, I was thinking, maybe you've been told that the world is going to roll you, or that you may not be the sharpest tool in the shed. So if you're listening right now, and this resonates with you, here are some things to keep in mind, because we're all about uh, giving advice, too. We're yeah. not just an entertainment yes. uh, podcast. We're, we're definitely registered to give people advice. Yeah, right? Yes. So here we go. So here's some, uh, some uh, things to keep in mind. Uh, first one is, uh, the years start coming, and they don't stop coming. So that's just something to keep in mind. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense not to live for fun. No. I think we live by that. Right? Sometimes. Uh, if you're not careful, your brain will get smart, but your head can become dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's so much to do and so much to see. So really, what is wrong with taking the back streets? I've, I've often asked that. Why? Yeah. What's wrong with taking the back streets? Uh, you could get mugged. That's true. <laughs> you'll never know. Oh, you'll never know if you don't go. Never know. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Yeah. So that's, that's good. I like that. Uh, remember that uh, all that glitters is gold. That's a good one. Perfect. And uh, last but not least, only shooting stars break the mold. So those are some uh, advice. So Dave and I want to let you know that we think you're an all-star. Hey, now. And we encourage you to get your game on. Yes. Go play. <laughs> get your show on and get paid. You get paid. But either way, we think you're in the right place. Always. Yeah. So yeah, those are for my people that are feeling a little beat up. Feeling a little beat up. Hey now, that's not too bad. Yeah. Some inspirational words from yeah, a, little. Uh, a band from the 90s. We'll see if people can figure it out, right? Yeah. yeah. Might not be too hard. Those uh, those uh, uh, prophets. Prophets. Of, of the 90s. Prophets. <laughs> that's what we'll call them. <laughs> prophets of the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, profit or not, on this podcast... Rob and I are going to travel back to the two decades that shaped not only our lives, but influenced the world for generations that followed. Each episode, we will develop and discuss lists of selected topics or perhaps identify a significant event, movie, or whatever we recall from growing up in the 80s and 90s. All honesty, we're just going to talk about whatever we want, and hopefully you're going to like it, providing some awesome memories, fun, and nostalgia along the way. And with all that, Rob, uh, what topic do we think we're covering today? Um, well, today we are doing, uh, something special, uh, a little listener appreciation, uh, episode. Yes. So, uh, gosh, how long was it? Uh, several episodes ago. You believe it was episode 12, 12. You, you put out a calling to our listeners for their songs of the, um, nineties, nineties. And so you've compiled 
Yes. A list of these. Was it 25? It was 25. 25. Originally I said 20, but we got enough for 25. For 25. So we, so. Have, so we have a list of 25 listener-submitted songs from the 90s. Correct. Rob and I did not choose these right. at all. So um, super exciting, though. Yeah, no, um, no, no particular order. No, they were right. just we didn't the first. Rank them. We nope. didn't. There's no ranking. There's nothing. We're just going to introduce them, and uh, we'll have a little discussion about them because that's what we like to do. Um, but uh, it's a, I think it's a good list. Um, and I always, like you said, want to involve uh, the listeners. Um, anytime uh, we can get them on the show and get them involved, that's good. And the fact that we have enough people listening that the, we were able to do this, I think that's pretty good too. So, um, but. Uh, yeah, no particular order, uh, but '90s music is is awesome. So, and we have a wide spectrum of songs that were chosen. I would say from yeah. from all parts of the decade, and it mm-hmm. is a, I would say it's a quite a sampling of genres and styles of music. Uh, that is a really good point. Um, yeah, it spans many genre. It does. And it spans, literally, I think it spans a whole decade. I think we got mm-hmm. a little bit from each part yeah. of the 90s. Yeah, I see a 97, a 98, 96, 93. Yeah, quite a bit. There's some 1990 in there, a too. A 91. Yeah. Um, and actually an 89, so just squeaked in there. So, you know, 90-ish. So, yeah. Probably was on the charts yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. 90, yeah. 96, 90. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, so all parts of the 90s. Yeah. So it starts with a 9. It got in there. There you go. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a good list. I was interested to see if we get any like odd songs or cause everyone likes different stuff. Um, yeah. but really they're all good songs I would listen to. So, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with you. Oh, that. no, I think wow. there are some songs on here that <laughs> I would not have listened to, but, um, ah, well, yeah. you're a bit of a hater. So, yeah. um, I like all nineties music. It's pretty rare. I don't like something. And there's a handful of songs. Uh, but, uh, well, I like all 25 of these songs. So for all our listeners out there, remember, I was the one that say, yes, these are all good songs. <laughs> Rob is the, uh, he's the, uh, wet blanket in this, the Debbie Downer, if you will, yeah, to, uh, tell us fair. that, uh, no, I'm going to listen to not some of these songs. So, but, but, but there are some on here that I really like. Yeah. There are some good ones. And I think you're going to you know, not like, so. I'm not, <laughs> well, I like them all. So. All right. Well, whether you're on a hunger strike or just want to regulate, it's time to listen to our audience's picks for the top 25 songs of the 1990s. Hey, it's David. I know you love all things 80s and 90s just as much as we do, and podcasts too. So for more 80s fun and great commentary, check out this trailer for 80s TV ladies. Then make sure you head on over to wherever you get your podcasts and check them out. 80s TV Ladies is a podcast devoted to the beloved female-driven TV shows from the 1980s. With insightful commentary and Emmy Award-winning guests, 80s TV Ladies unpacks fabulous shows, television history, and the two steps forward, one step back of media-driven feminism. Check us out at 80stvladies.com. Or find us on your favorite podcast player at 80s TV Ladies. So for the first time ever, Rob and I had no input on the songs chosen. As I stated earlier, these are the 25 songs chosen by the listeners that are the best of the 90s in their eyes. Uh, Again, in no particular order, just listed as I received them. Uh, In fact, I put them in order as I got the 
emails or the messages. So just write in the order that they were received. Okay. So that's the way they're going to go. All right. Well, Rob, uh, you and I definitely love big butts, and that's no lie. So even though we're too sexy for our shirts, we're going to take a look at some great 90s music. And to lead us off, we're talking about an iconic toy. Because our first song from Leslie J is Barbie Girl by Aqua. Let's go party. There it is. So this... This is one of those songs you said that... Oh, all of these songs are great. I like this song. It's a okay. Fun, it's, okay. A, it's a fun song. It's not meant to like challenge you intellectually. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fun song. I'm a blonde bimbo girl. In a I'm fantasy world. Fantasy world. Yeah, those are good. Good lyrics. So tell I, uh, so tell this, me more about why this song is so great for you. Um, I just think it's a fun song to listen to. Not that, you know... It Again, it's not a... It's not a groundbreaking song. It doesn't have great lyrics or any of that. I just think it's fun and like yeah. it sounds like the late '90s. In fact, released April of '97, uh, great one-hit wonder from the 1990s. Yeah, this was number one in 15 countries, uh, by the way. Um, and its worst charting was in Iceland at number 15, but that's still a top 20 hit. So, um, although you have, it sounds like some doubts about Barbie Girl. Mm-hmm. Seems like the rest of the world thought this was a pretty uh, solid uh, jam right here. Yeah, I don't know. I really have nothing to say. I just, as we were talking, uh, was preparing for this. You used the, you said this song was fabulous, and so I wrote that down and quotes fabulous. It is fabulous. Uh, the only thing I found about this song is that I thought it was very interesting. There was a whole Mattel versus their record label. Uh, there was a lawsuit. No. I did not know that. Didn't think they were like uh, showing Barbie in a good light? Yeah, no. Mattel okay. filed 11 claims against the recording. Uh, it said it violated Barbie trademark. It tarnished the reputation of Barbie is what it said. Sounds about right. Um, they even something like It even used the color, the Barbie pink. which I, um, But then I thought this was funny. Um, the uh, Interestingly enough, in 2009, as part of a marketing strategy, to revive sales, Mattel released a promotional video featuring a version of Barbie Girl with modified lyrics. So oh, Mattel go. got in on the game. Might as well. You got to capitalize because you know why? Number one in 15 countries. So it was popular so whether they, Mattel liked it or not. So they saw they saw so. The, the profit in that. It's always the profit. Yeah. So, well, I think that's a good start, uh, Rob would argue. Uh, but we'll let him be the no, curmudgeon I, of the I'm show. I'm always today. going to argue the the. I don't argue the the <laughs> cultural significance of the song, I, uh, okay. but the song itself is... It's a know. fun song. Mm, okay. All right. Well, um, the second song is One Week by Bare Naked Ladies, so we'll go uh, north of the border to visit our friends in Canada. One week. One week. Yeah, by the bare naked bare ladies. naked ladies from uh, the our friends to the north. Submitted by Mike R, uh, and he said in his message, a "Bonus points if you can know all the lyrics." Oh no! So yeah, can you do it? No. Uh, no. If I'm listening to the song, I can get some, if not most, but off the top of my head, I can't remember them all. I know there's something about a Chinese chicken in there. So, um, yeah. well, this was released September fifteenth, nineteen ninety eight. 
crazy song. Uh, we just talked about the lyrics. Yeah. Um, what are your favorite lyrics in the song? Well, I didn't know them. Oh, I okay. mean, same thing. I remember uh, there were, there was flashes of lyrics, right, that you could yeah. pick out. So Busta Rhymes, I remember he was mentioned in there. Um, <laughs> the Chinese Chicken was one. Chinese Chicken. Um, uh, Aquaman. Yeah. But then when I was researching it, there were things in here that I was like, oh, oh the oh the X Files. Yeah. Smoky Man was Smoky in. Smoky Man song. with yeah. the lights so, on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I didn't. I don't. Know. Okay. I don't really know. I know that I never kept up with the song. Oh, okay. I knew like. Well, this went uh, number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S. Uh, did its worst in the Netherlands at number 79. Uh, so they did not think this song was hot like Wasabi or that it busted rhymes. Oh, right. Wow. So those are good lyrics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what did I read that it was? It it stayed um, on the charts for um, one week. One week. What did I read that? It said um, <laughs> it remained at the number one spot for one week. One week. It was uh, a perfectly named song. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, I've introduced the first two songs, so I'm going to give you an opportunity again to do number three here and tell us what the third song is. All right. So number three is "Runaway Train" by Soul. I really like this song. This is a good song. Yeah. yeah. It's good to sing along with. Yeah. So this was uh, submitted to us by Sean J. It released June 1st, 1993, won a Grammy for Best Rock Song, and the video showed nothing but missing teenagers. Uh, by the way, if you've ever watched the video, um, it's, they sh- think, think I read they showed 26 different missing teens. Um, Runaway Train was a metaphor for the lead singer about depression, which seems kind of obvious if you think about it now. Uh, this went number one in Lithuania. Bet you didn't see that coming. And charted its worst in France at number 16. But actually for the French, that's pretty pretty great. Literally a top 20 hit everywhere I could find it. So everyone was catching on this train and heading down the tracks with Solus Adam. Yeah. Uh, I also in my notes put 26 missing children were found after being featured in this video. Nice. So of all the people that were uh, featured, 26 were found. But then I also got into this rabbit hole of some did not end so well. So some of them, some of them were not found or, or were found to be deceased, which oh, was okay. really sad. Yep. Um, but I guess one of the last images was of a, of a young man that disappeared in our home state of Oregon. Oh. He was the last one of the last pictures there. So. Gotcha. But anyway, yeah. Um, it listed this as a power ballad. Do you, um, do you agree with that, uh, that assessment? The article I don't, the, a power ballad. That's not a power ballad to me in the framework of what we normally know power ballads as. Because if you tell me every rose has its thorn mm-hmm. or heaven from warrant or some of those are power yeah. ballads, um, I don't think it sounds like that. But if you want to say it's the grunge version of a power ballad, okay. okay. Well, that's, a, that's I guess I can go with a that. grunge version of a power ballad. Yeah, but I don't think I like it's that. the same as the hair metal Power ballads. No, true statement. True. Because if you listen to Open Arms, which is the greatest power ballad of all time from Journey, uh, those don't sound the same. So True, true. Um, but, uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, oh, the thing I like about this is that it uh, the, 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 the singing quality... Not he's not not a great singer, but mm. but I like that it's got kind of a raspy, it's a raspy yeah. uh, messiness to it. That it's is. part of uh, the grunge alternative culture. You didn't have to be a great singer, you know, right? Could have that raspiness. The songwriting yeah. was the 
So in today's day and age, they just take an auto tuner and clean you up. Uh, but back then, we're going to go ahead and hear them how they're supposed to be heard, right? How they're meant to be heard. So, well, that's good. Uh, Soul Asylum, that's a good song. So, uh, well, we're going to go to number four here. It is going to be a little bit of more of an upbeat party type song, and that is Return of the Mac by Mark Worsley. Ooh, this is good. I have a, I have a question for this one. There's no questions. <laughs> I'm I think, not taking any questions. I think it's only fair. All right. Um, this was submitted to us by good friend of the show, Aubrey T. Uh, it was released March 4th, 1996. Uh, great fun R&B song. Makes you feel good. You can turn it way up uh, all the way to 11, as uh, I was told one time. This hit number one in Zimbabwe. Hell yeah. And did uh, did you see that coming? Number one in Zimbabwe? I did not all see right. that coming. Well, uh, it did its worst in Italy, coming in at number 24. However, this was a top 10 song in 13 countries including number two in the U.S. So we were down with Returning of the Mac. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is one of those songs that gets played at like a lot of reunions, weddings. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Parties. Mm -hmm. Like when you're having a throwback party or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So before I get to my question, uh, it talks about how it's sampled uh, Genius of Love. From oh, yeah. the Tom Tom Club, Tom we Tom and we Club. talked about that in a previous episode. We did. Here's another song that sampled that song. Uh, it's on a lot of lists of top uh, '90s songs. Um, Buzzfeed number 48 in its list of 101 greatest dance songs of the '90s. Billboard placed it at number 102 on their ranking of Billboard top songs of the '90s. Um, uh, M- Morrison uh, in October of 22, so he's doing all right. Yeah. Uh, in October of 22, he bought a house in Florida paying $2 million in cash. Good for him. So he's doing all right. He's fine. Yeah, um, he can live off that song for the rest of his life. So, okay, so here's my question. W- where's he returning from? Uh, like, what's his, he's saying, here's the, here, I'm back. I mean, he was somewhere. Where did he go? We don't know. Okay. I think it's part of the mystery and what makes the song so iconic. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go with that. Does that sound good? But I don't. Yeah, I was like, yeah, maybe I, it, I didn't know. Like, is was he somebody big that we were so? Oh, he's no, back, and then I was like, no one oh, knew him. Nobody knew him. Maybe in the UK they knew him because he's from know. the UK. But I think it's meant to be shrouded in mystery. Okay, because like so, my my knee like, jerk wants to go. Okay, so you're back. You're back. Yay! Right. I mean, carry I like, on. I like that he's back. He, he's creating fun. Right. It's a great time. Okay. You throw that out on a party, people are dancing. That's true. It's one of those songs. People go, oh, I know this one. Everyone hey, knows it. Yeah, yeah, it's very memorable. So, All right. All right. well, what is up now at song number five? Number five is it's a really awesome song. It is a good song. California Love. Oh, baby. You know who it is. Our boy Tupac. Featuring, Featuring Roger Troutman and Dr. Dre. <laughs> you can give his real name. Yeah. Good stuff. Second appearance on our show. It is. For California Love. That's, That's how good that song is. Submitted to us by Shane S. It was released December 3rd, 1995, post-apocalyptic video. Uh, looks like Mad Max. This was number one in Italy, New Zealand, Sweden, and the U.S. Top 10 in eight other countries. Uh, now, I'm not one to question Tupac and Dr. Dre, but maybe some places other than California know how to party if it went number one in that many spots. So... Uh, fun fact, the French are often stingy with the music we select. However, with California Love, they named it in their top 20 songs released 
between 1991 and 2011. I saw that. Uh, and I saw it was 11th best single in 1996 in, uh, in an annual critics poll by The Village Voice. Or they, they ranked it 10th in its uh, own year-end list. Yeah. Um, the song's video was nominated for Video of the uh, Year and Best Rap Video of 96. So, yeah, it, it's no slouch. No. No oh, slouch. Did you know two versions of the music video were filmed and Shakur's longtime, uh, Shakur's longtime friend, actress Jada Pinkett, came up with the concept for nice. the, the whole Mad Max uh, Did you say thing. Shakira the first time? I, Have you been listening to Shakira lately? I've been, I've been drinking. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shakira. <laughs> I don't think she's on here, but we can find find time for her, I guess. The words are all blurring together. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, anything hips, else on California? Life? Hips don't lie or not. We'll move on to number six, all right. which is a great song. Oh, yeah. Uh, this. this is by Temple of the Dog. It is, of course, Hunger Strike. So now we're getting into. Now this. I can get down with it. Yeah, everyone gets down with it. It's great. Mm. Said, mm. It's good stuff. That was quite a grunt you had there. Mm. You sound very satisfied. Listen to that. Oh, it's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong there. Perfect. Two. I could just keep listening. Yeah, forever. Yeah. So this was submitted to us by Nick S. Uh, released in 1991. A mashup, obviously, of members of Soundgarden and the newly formed Pearl Jam. Previously, Mother Love Bone. And for a temporary moment, Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock. Uh, we love this song, right? This is one of our favorite songs of the 90s. Uh, yeah. Yes. I would think. Yes. I mean. Because uh, this is kind of pre-Pearl Jam for me. It is. I, I mean, I but didn't know who this guy was. And they kind of kind of came out simultaneously. I mean, we've got Vetter and Chris Cornell here, which somehow is spectacular. Their two yep. voices together, you may not have thought listening yep. to them separately would work. But Eddie's got kind of that low, I'm going hungry. And then Cornell blows the doors off yeah. with more of the uh, higher octaves. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this is probably just one of my favorite overall songs of the entire decade. So yeah. um, I do have to report my friends in New Zealand were not big fans of this. It only hit number 51. So usually you guys back me up on these things. So we'll just have to agree to disagree on this one. Uh, but Yeah, uh, I had read that... Um, while recording this, uh, Chris Cornell was trying to hit a certain, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand uh, lyric uh, singing yes. stuff. I don't understand. But uh, Chris Cornell was having a difficult time on a particular section. And oh, okay. Vetter st- stood in and oh. said, and like, hey, let me handle that part. And the rest is nice. This history. So That's weird because it sounds like Cornell could hit notes that I wouldn't think Eddie yeah. would be able to I hit. I don't know. Oh. But, yeah. but I guess it's it was Vetter's first featured vocal on a record. It was. So yeah. that was interesting. So he was he had come up to basically try out and be I think they'd recorded some of mm-hmm. 10 at this point but mm-hmm. it wasn't out or anything. Right. So yeah, they uh And then the video this. was filmed at Discovery Park in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's um, great. Um, well, anyway. yeah, great songs. But that, that, so. that's I think that's the song that probably kicked in Kicked the alternative music for me. That was probably oh, okay. one, of the, one of the first ones for that you. really was kind of. I got gotcha. Hit airplay and video play. And yeah. Video play. No, that's a great song. So uh, right. we don't often agree no. so emphatically, no, but on one. this one we're we're on the same page. Yeah, that, so 
Um, but that takes us to our number seven song, mm. which I both think we agree is a great song too. Also uh, mentioned previously. Mentioned like, previously yeah. on one of your countdowns. Yeah. It is Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic featuring Yakid Cade. Perfect. Yep. Good one. Classic. Classic. It, it, yeah, it is. That's fair. It's a classic. From anyone who lived during that time, it's a classic. If you play it for our kids now, they'd be like, eh, maybe not, right? So this was submitted to us by Jennifer Y. Um, great party song. Feels like the early 90s, uh, I would say. Uh, definitely feels like late junior high, early high school for me. Um, technically released in late 1989, but didn't hit the Billboard Hot 100 until early 1990. Song was nuts on the charts. Literally top 10 in every chart I could find around the world. And number one or two in 15 different countries. So I would say popular might be an understatement uh, for this song. Uh, yeah. For me, um, I think when we talked about it before, we talked about how it kind of has a, um, oh, like a timeless, I think you said classic. Timeless um, quality. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, uh, that's it, good. Re- it reached number two. Yeah, so it got up there. It did. Yeah, yeah it I didn't know good. that the uh, that there was a kind of a controversy with the the album cover. No, oh. and the um, the singer. Oh, okay. Because I guess it was a model that appeared on the music video and, and the cover. Not Yaked K. Not. Oh, okay. uh, not by not Yakid K. Yeah, <laughs> I like that name. I didn't know that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yakid K. Oh, yeah. Be like a good um, personalized license plate. Yakid K. So if somebody saw that on your license plate, they'd immediately they go, "That's a '90s fan right yeah. there." Like that person. There's no other reason to put that on there, unless the actual Yakid K was driving. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That would only speak to. They'd be like, "Oh, oh, yeah." Yeah, he he definitely pump up the jam. Oh yeah. yeah, perfect. So, well, great song. Uh, song number eight. Mm. If we were gonna pick a song mm. on the whole countdown, okay. I like all the songs. If I said there was one, if I if you told me I had to minus one song, it would be this song. Uh, but it is classic, and I appreciate it for its uh production. Okay. It is from the movie Titanic, and it is my heart will go on by Celine Dion. I mean, you can't deny she's hitting some notes there that are pretty, uh, pretty do, great. Do you know who submitted this song? It, uh, yes, I do. Okay, we're gonna mention it here in a second. Okay, if you want to have an input on it. Well, I, I think I might. No, you don't have to. You know, I can just say the name. You don't have to identify yeah, who. Yeah, yeah. So this was submitted by whom, Rob? I think it was my mom. It was your mom. So Gail yeah. M. Yeah, submitted this song to us. Uh, Titanic in the house, as we just uh, spoke about. You could not escape this song when it came out in 1997, or that movie for that matter, which I'm not a fan of Titanic. That's fine. Yes, he could have fit on the door, but that's a different discussion for a different day. (laughs) Um, This song won literally every award you could win and went number one in the U.S. and 28, yes, Rob, 28 other countries, including Peru, which I only include because I've never gotten to include Peru on any of these countdowns before. So guess what? Shout out to our country of the week, Peru. You and your international. Um, it is the second best-selling physical single by a woman in music history. It, 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 it has it's, every accolade I, yeah, possible. The list of, yeah, it goes like on You and could on just on. do the Grammys. That's why I said it yeah. just won every award. If you think of an award, it won it. Kids' Choice, this, that. It, it doesn't matter. It was included matter. in the list of songs of the century. Songs of the century. 
So um, as I said, but is... Rolling Stone readers ranked it the seventh worst song of the 1990s. All right. So there, it wasn't all great. Um, so here's what I'll say about it. I think it's a good song. It's got great sound quality. Yeah. She's a great singer. I think it got overdone, so people got tired of it. And so some of your PTSD on this song might be that it just got overplayed. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely true. A- and the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The movie. And the movie's not great. Yeah. So. I think Although this was a movie. people like the movie. But. Yeah. My wife talks about going to see this movie, uh, I don't know, umpteen times. Oh. Like, back to the theater. I'm like, no. I saw it mm-hmm. once. I felt like that I was enough. I saw it once. Yeah. That was enough. Yeah. Um, it's really long, too. So. And, and you kind of know the ending. <laughs> you know it's coming. Well, so I just got to show you how you like, get there. How does uh, this movie end? I'm on the edge of my seat. Well, that was kind of a slow love song. So let's go ahead and uh, pump it up a little bit because our right. number nine song submitted by our friend Kurt T is oh, okay. a great 90 rap song, Gangsta's Paradise by Julio. Oh, it's intense. It's intense. The video's intense. I'd be, I'd be curious to know Kurt T's uh, motivation for selecting this. He just really likes it. He just really likes it. Oh, yeah. I often catch him uh, in his house just just listening to this. Just, just rattling off yeah. these things. He's just sitting in the basement listening to Gangsta's Paradise. But the lights down? Yeah. Sometimes he's sitting backwards in a chair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta look serious. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You like this song. Yeah, you're listening to the whole oh, song. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love it. It was yeah. released August I was trying 1st. to imagine Kurt T. Oh. Yeah, listening to this. Yeah. Well, we can ask him when he comes on the show in a couple weeks. Uh, it was released August 1st, 1995, off the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. I remember the video with Michelle Pfeiffer, as I just mentioned, sitting backwards on the chair looking very serious. And the big dude singing all sweaty with like smoke around him. Um, yeah. Not sure what's going on there. Number one on the U.S. Billboard and 18 other countries, including Austria and Iceland. But Rob, mm. this is why this song is on the countdown. Here's your chance. Tell us about your boy and Amish Paradise. Dang it. You beat me. There were several. <laughs> actually, there are several songs on this list, and I should have compiled. I did not do my research well, but uh-huh. there are several songs on this list that Weird Al has, a, yeah. has some uh, part in. Uh, I yeah. will say real quick, uh, if Amish I Paradise. had to pick an actual favorite Weird Al song, not a huge Weird Al fan. be this one? It would be the Amish, Amish Paradise. Paradise. I like the line where he says, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. <laughs> uh, and he talks about churning butter. It, it's actually kind of clever. So I'll give yeah. him that one. Uh, well, okay. Speaking of that, um, Coolio claimed that he did not give permission for the parody which led to the disagreement between uh, Weird Al and Coolio. Um, because uh, Weird Al had claimed that he had been told by Coolio, uh, that Coolio had given him the go-ahead. And um, since that time, uh, Weird Al now seeks approval for song parodies through the artists themselves rather than like their uh, managers you. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so. Look, Coolio, I can say what I want to say about Weird Al. We can have our feelings about it. Uh, but when he covers your song or parodies your song, it's popular and it gives it a little boost, so you yeah. shouldn't be complaining about it because um, Coolio's still cashing these checks. So I don't know, you know, yeah. what's going on there. Um, I don't know. If you, you, I think you said Austria, but in Australia, the song the song stayed at number one for fourteen weeks. Yeah, they loved it. Wow. Yeah, they it's Australia intense. really liked that song. Yeah, um, it's a good it's, song. Yeah, it, yeah, it's got a lot of accolades. Oh, yeah. uh, in two thousand eight, it was ranked number thirty eight in VH1's one hundred greatest songs of hip hop. 
So, I mean, yep. number one biggest selling single of 1995. Oh, yeah. So, it was everywhere. Dangerous I, Minds. I did own that one. I owned that. You did? Yeah, that All whole right. album. I know. did not own that album. I do oh. remember it from the radio, but I never bought the album. So, yeah. uh, I, I think I heard it enough on the radio and MTV. So, I, I got my fill. So, yeah, that was one of those ones we've talked before about. You bought the whole thing, and then I went, Yeah, uh, yeah, was you got me. There were like two or three on there. <laughs> got my you money, got they took my money. So, well, that takes us to song number 10 uh, to a group who has self proclaimed they're the greatest band of all time, your favorite Oasis with Wonderwall. I, have, I also have questions about this one. I don't know how you this, questions about it. Oasis is a very uh, confusing band to me, they confused me. It's not hard to do. I don't, but. I, don't, I don't know how they would confuse you. They're just singing songs. So, well, this was submitted by Melissa M., um, it, who is, I believe, your sister. I'm going to go out. Yeah, yeah I, she I, sent I, this gonna, to us. Okay, that was I, my I, sister. I, I, okay. Yeah, so it was released October 30th, 1995. Uh, by far and away, at least in the U.S., their most popular song and probably one of the most recognizable songs of the 90s. That's me saying that. That's no one else, but I say. It's one of the most recognizable 90s songs. Number one in Australia and New Zealand. Number 10, or top 10 in 13 other countries. Only number two in their home uh, country of the UK. Fun fact, it was the first song from the 90s to reach a billion streams on Spotify. A billion? Billion with a B. Wow. Did you say it was the first? First 90s song. Wow. Did you know the song was originally titled Wishing Stone? Uh, you probably you don't. And then probably don't care, but um, I don't know if uh, that would have sounded the same, right? Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. Um, okay, so we've talked previously about uh, Champagne Supernova. Yeah, great. No, it makes no sense. <laughs> it doesn't need to make sense. You it's had a, a really song. snappy response, <laughs> it and it was, was you know, response. oh well, it was in the sky. It was in the sky. It's got to yeah. be good. That's what you got. What's do. same thing? Wonderwall. Wonderwall. We just took two words, we put them together, and we wrote a song. <laughs> I'm sure. The Gallagher's had a reason for this word. You're just not privy to that. They're the greatest band of all time. They don't need to explain themselves to you. I, whatever. The only thing I can find is that it's a song about an imaginary friend who's going to come and save you from yourself. That sounds good. That make. what do you mean that sounds good? I mean, that sounds good. Wouldn't you like to have an imaginary friend that took time out of their day to come save you? That makes no sense. All right. Fun. Well, uh, in September of 2021, Rolling Stone placed the song at number 95 on its list of the 500 greatest yeah. songs of all time. Let me just break in real 500 quick 500 songs, and yes. we're going to put that one at 95? Yes. Really? So I'm going to break in real fast, because okay. your tone is a little off. Um, <laughs> can you Why? not Can you not admit this is one of the songs of the 90s? No matter how you feel about it, you can't deny its popularity, okay. right? Okay. Oh no one's telling you you have to listen to it over and over again, but a lot of people in a lot of countries around the whole world thought this was it. This was the song. And you're really yeah. having a negative attitude I, toward it, and I don't think right. I like it. And I apologize. <laughs> this is a listener appreciation it episode, is. and I'm ragging now, on my sister's choice. Well, first of all, you are free to do so, because I said when I put this out there that if depending what songs they submitted, they could have a negative or a positive reaction, and that's just... That's what yeah. we do. That's what yeah. we get paid to do. All right. They they right. submitted it. We get paid to make the comments, right? No one's actually paying us, but they should. We should get paid. Oh, so. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd take a little cash. <laughs> Anyone who's listening, yeah. 
we're we're open. We're open yep. for you know parties, bar mitzvahs, anything <laughs> that uh, you want to bring us in for. Right? We'll take so, this show on the we'll road. We'll take it. Right. So, uh, well, moving off a of wonder wall to random words uh, to song number eleven to a song that's basically kind of a sentence. Yeah. I only want to be with you by Hootie and of course his friends the Bluefish. Yeah, you talk about songs that you can't deny. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It's a good point. Yep. Good point. Good point. Oh man. A little bit jangly. And offense. Yep. <laughs> he has a unique voice. I'll give Hootie that. Oh yeah. Hootie. He doesn't like being called Hootie. He's I not Hootie. That's not his name. Yeah. So um, submitted by Stefan the Berg. Uh, you can't have a 90s list with no hoodie, right? So, what did you say? Steph in the Berg. Steph in the Berg. In the Berg. There you go. Okay. Um, but you can't have a 90s list with no hoodie, right? Uh, well, you could. No, you could. But no. You Not could. if you're doing no. a true list. No. Uh, it was released July 18th, 1995. Had the video with sports in it. Showing oh, yeah. it like Sports Center. Uh, I like the hoodie's such a baby, the dolphins make him cry. Uh, you and I listened to a podcast called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s with Rob Harvella. Really good. Uh, by the way, I recommend that to anyone who yep. loves 90s music. And he does an episode on this song, which is absolutely hilarious. Might it be my good. favorite uh, episode really on that. So, yeah. um, again, that's 60 Songs That Explain the 90s. So you can find that anywhere you have podcasts. But it for anyone who likes 90s music, highly recommend. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh in that podcast, he makes reference to this, but this song was first released on their EP, Coochie Pop. Yeah, that's Coochie good. Pop. I like that. Yeah. And, okay. <laughs> you, uh, don't, you don't like Coochie Pop? Well, I, it just seems... I it sounds uh, 90s. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It seems different than something Hootie and the Blowfish would have put out, but Coochie, gotcha. Coochie Pop. It's fun to say. Uh, First of it, all, yeah. they're, a, they're a band called Hootie and the Blowfish. I don't question anything they would put out because <laughs> that's a random name anyway, right? That's true. Uh, it peaked at number six on the Billboard 100. Um, yeah, it's on a lot of this. But yeah, I also put down the sports theme. Um, and that, cause that was kind of like prime ESPN years for, yeah. for us, you know, talking so, Dan Patrick, Keith, Keith Olbermann, Olbermann oh, yeah. Yeah, Mike Trico, uh, uh, Charlie Steiner, I you like know, the Steiner. yeah, all the whole, but yeah. then it also had some like really cool sports people that we were into at the time. Alonzo morning, yeah. um, you know, so, uh, yeah, fun. Yeah. Fun. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. I like the Blowfish. It's all good. Uh, they don't hang around with him anymore. He does the solo country stuff as the Hootie. You know what I mean? So, unfortunately, I think he dumped the Blowfish. Or the Blowfish are doing something else, and uh, basically he uh, just went out and solo. So. Yeah. But, uh, well, that takes us to our 12th song. So we're about halfway home. Uh, I'm excited about this one. I really liked this song in the early 90s. I remember you and I used to listen to it uh, quite a bit. We watched the video on MTV quite a bit. And that is Bring the Noise by Anthrax and Public Enemy. Yeah, I just remember really liking this all the time. And Chuck D's amazing, first of all. I think he's one of the best rappers. It's really good. I wouldn't have thought of these two collaborating. No. But uh, there you go. I don't think I'd ever heard Anthrax, period, before I heard this combo. No. Um, This was submitted by Paul G., released July 8th, 1991. At first glance, these two shouldn't work together. No. Uh, But this song, to me, absolutely rocks. And I love Public Enemy. And as I just said a minute ago, Chuck D., to me, is one of my favorite all-time rappers. 
Um, this is absolutely a gym song, treadmill, lifting weights. Oh, yeah. Anything I'm doing in there uh, gets me hyped. Uh, I got my Flava Flav in the background. Terminator X hitting the decks. <laughs> Terminator X. That's it, man. I love Public Enemy. Uh, yeah. The only thing uh, I remember about this is the the juxtaposition in of styles. Oh, Just yeah. remember thinking yeah. this is. Well, and when the Anthrax lead singer raps, uh, I'm thinking he doesn't sound like a good rapper, but somehow he makes it work. He, he makes it in work in the song. So, uh, but Chuck D's way better than him. Oh yeah, unfortunately. So, um, but great song. Uh, song number thirteen, um, making another uh, Ooh, appearance on the countdown because it's just an awesome song. Yeah. Stone Temple Pilots. It is big empty. And we've had this one on. Here. Yeah, it was on our alternative. It was on your list on the alternative yes. countdown. But it's great. No reason it shouldn't get repeated. No. Very good. Very good. I don't think you're selling that, by the way. No. You sound like you're on NPR or something. I'm taking it in. I'm very it in. good. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Yes. Oh, yeah, if so you good. saw the look on my face yeah. right now, I can't contain <laughs> my excitement. Um, another song that's, uh, like I said, hit the pod before on our alternatives. Mm-hmm. Episode number eight for anyone listening that would like to hear that. Uh, go find it in our catalog, uh, episode number eight. Highly recommend it. It was really good. Uh, this was released 22 May 1994, and great rock song. No surprise that other people named it as a favorite because Stone Temple Pilots uh, rock. So uh, definitely a definitely a great song from the 90s. Um, yeah, uh, from the Crow soundtrack. Very, also very kind of fit, right? Very dark, uh, for the 90, 94 time, dark kind of brooding, uh, yeah, early superhero movie, right? Yeah, kind of I never saw the crow. Superhero. Yeah, I never saw yeah. it. Is that the one where he Brandon Lee got killed uh, on that one? Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever seen the unplugged version of this? I have. It's very good. Very good. It's so good. Yeah, a lot um, of the unplugs were good, but it was good. Yeah, and I, I think uh, this one is kind of gets underlooked or overlooked. Underlooked. Uh, underlooked is not a. Go with your uh, first. I don't think though. underlooked is a phrase. <laughs> well, you made it a phrase. So maybe that's a new one you can coin. It's underlooked. It's underlooked. I don't even know how that defines itself, but you said it, so you're Under, going with it. Underlooked. Underlooked. Okay. All right. Like overlooked said, probably makes more sense. I've been drinking, but uh, I like your I like yours better. So. Well, we go to song number 14, which might be one of the most popular rap songs of the 90s. Uh, great song. I know all the lyrics to it. It is Regulate by Warren G featuring Nate Dogg. Oh, good. I love any song that's about uh, playing craps and then murdering like 15 people. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then picking up prostitutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I, this song is worth <laughs> reading the summary, yeah. which I'm going to read here. Just you don't have to read the summary. I know what it is. Start to clown. The bust is down. I like the pull out my strap part. That's yeah, good, that right? Um, but this is just, this is iconic, right? 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one can deny that. Uh, like so many songs, it's just going to live forever, I think. Um, samples, you know it, Michael McDonald. Okay, and, uh, you I wonder. Can't go wrong. You, gonna... you can't go wrong sampling that man right there. So that's already a home run. This was released April 28th, 1994, off the Above the Rim soundtrack. Plug for a great movie if you want to watch a basketball movie. Is it really good? I love it. And Tupac's in it, too. I think I've seen it once, Bernie but I'm Mac. trying to remember thinking if, like, I love it. You're not being sarcastic. No, it's a good Not at all. It's good. It's a okay. great. I would watch that before I watch White Man Can Jump. Really? Uh, absolutely. Wow. I so. think you just caused some. <laughs> dis- that's a discussion starter. I think it's better. So. Above the Rim is better um, than White Man Can Jump. And yeah. discuss. 
and disgusts. So, um, by the way, at the beginning of the song, they have that little part where it says regulators. You can regulate any oh, piece of yeah. all that is young the guns. opening speech from 1988's Young Guns. Yeah. Uh, so, regulators, mount up. I love it. Okay, so th- it's worth reading the synopsis for okay. the song. Okay, here it goes. Warren G is driving alone through East Side Long Beach, California at night looking for women. Yes. He finds a group of men playing dice and tries to join them, but they pull out their guns and rob him instead. First of all, they didn't pull out guns. They pulled their gats. They, they pull out the gats. Yes. Uh, thinking he's about to die, Warren G sings out, quote, if I had wings, I would fly, unquote. Meanwhile, Nate Dogg is looking for Warren G. He yes. passes a car full of women who are so fixated on him that they crash their car. He finds Warren G, shoots at the robbers, dispersing them. The two friends then return to the women and ride away with them with the intent of taking them to the East Side Hotel. I think it's a motel, first oh, oh, of all. Sorry, that yes. it, it does say East Side Motel. Let's not get too classy No. Here. In the third verse, Warren and Nate explain their G-Funk music style. The song uh, constructs itself as I don't uh, know. Inaugura- inaugurating a new era. I don't know that anyone has ever explained that song like that before. There you go. No one needs that explanation. Now you know. When you we know now what's you happening. Can, you can go. All right. I so, understand how they get back to the East Side Motel. East Side Motel. Well, yeah. that yeah, it's just a great song. I've done it for karaoke. It's uh, yeah, it's and classic. Every, and everybody knows it. Everybody like they knows know the lyrics. it. Yeah, as soon as Even you if you don't it. want to know it. Even if you don't want to. They're great lyrics. So, yeah. um, well, we're going to bring the mood down a little bit for song number 15. I disagree. Uh, the energy comes down from Regulator. Uh, good song, but definitely a different vibe. And that is Cumbersome by Seven Mary Three. One of my favorite songs. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, a big uh, Seven Mary Three. I'm a big Seven Mary Three. Yeah. But it's definitely a different energy than uh-huh. Nate Dogg uh, Do- and. Uh, oh, yeah. This is good stuff. Warren G. Hmm. Oh, so good. Well, this was obviously released in the middle of all the alternative time frames. January 9th, 1996. It's great. Kind of a haunting rock song, I think. Sounds pretty emotional, kind of like lots of 90s rock. Uh, it's got kind of a, 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 a depressing vibe to it at times. Yeah, it is depressing. Um, but, uh, but good, catchy, and uh, I had the CD. It's a good song. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, submitted by Kelly L. Kelly L., um, my story with this is I worked at a grocery store. Uh, this was at 96. Yeah. So this would have been my senior year of high school. And I had this. Uh, I took the milk delivery run at the at the grocery store. And so I'd get there early in the morning to receive the milk. And I had this on loop on a cassette tape in my Walkman in my pocket as I unloaded milk. And I knew I know this album front to back. and Because of the milk. Because of the milk. There you yeah. go. So yeah, great album. I love this album. Yeah, it's good. It's a good song. Yeah, uh, lots of alcohol. Uh, it, but I thought this was interesting. I was reading about how this song has kind of um, it, it's considered a one-hit wonder. Okay, you know, uh, but they had that other song. What was it like Water's Edge? Yeah, or, they, yeah they they, they did have uh, some co- commercial success. But it said yeah. in, in a 2005 interview, the drummer called the song a blessing and a curse. They added, it definitely was the beginning of our success. We were able to sell a lot of records because of that song and a couple others on the first record. But at the last time, with each record that we've made, it's like the monkey on our back. Yeah. So the idea of this is kind of hanging like, around them. I feel like every band says that when they have one the big one, hit. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's like, oh, what's his face? Uh, Janie Lane, a Warrant lead singer. He's like, uh, oh, Cherry yeah. Pie has been the bane of my existence. I'm like, 
that made you so famous you can't even yeah you might as well like, own it come on man yeah. just uh it is what it is right so yeah oh sure. i don't want to play it anymore i don't want to whatever you know yeah that does smack big, of pretentiousness big, right a little like, bit like, I'm like own it own it yeah, yeah it was a great song you got paid millions of dollars so let's not let's not wane mm-hmm. in this thing too much mm-hmm. right so but i feel Sounds like good. a lot of bands do that it's a curse it's a blessing and a curse yeah. okay so well we go to song number 16 and again, the energy quickly changes to uh, a a song from 1990 itself. It is, of course, Ice, Ice Baby by, you know, you love it, Vanilla. If there was a problem, I know all the words to this song, too, by the way. My favorite is the um, interview he does when they say he ripped off... Queen and David Bowie. And Him goes, trying to explain. Oh no, it. ours goes dun 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 dun, dun yeah. and theirs goes dun 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 yeah. dun dun dun. And I'm like, you literally made the same noise twice. Yeah. So, but it's great. Uh, look, nothing to say about this song. Love it or hate it, it is one of the songs of the '90s. Mm-hmm. And I put the in capital letters because it doesn't matter what you think about it. It is what it is. I know all the words. I've done it for karaoke. It's got a lot of nostalgia. Released August 1990, and is still to this day the best-selling rap single of all time. How mm-hmm. did that happen, right? Yeah. Uh, which a lot of arguments can be made about the validity of that. Uh, <laughs> Eminem did an interview and said when he heard this song in Detroit, he didn't want to rap anymore. Ouch. I did read that because <laughs> it made it kind of hard for him being a white rapper, yeah. So, um, yeah, I wrote that uh, it was the first hip-hop single to top the Billboard Hot 100. And then the only other thing that I that for some reason I always associate this was the Jim Carrey sketch yeah, of on yeah, and he killer. makes fun of him. You know, I'm so. a little teapot short <laughs> and stuff. And then he, he kicks off his pumps. His, you know, anyway. It has become a parody of itself and yeah. people listen to it, I think ironically now, but at the time you can't deny, I mean, this was, it was everywhere. I mean, this guy was everywhere. Oh, yeah. It, this was, it was big time. Whether again, mm-hmm. whether you loved it or hated it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, and look, um, anybody who can wax a chump like a candle, that that works good for me, right? So, like a poison. <laughs> yeah, put some pretty uh, uh, deep lyrics. I feel like he know, just like a poisonous just mushroom. Picked anything that rhymed together, and like <laughs> that's just how it went. So, but it made magic. Do you suppose he really uh, lived so. that lifestyle? Uh, you know. The, so I've heard some of his back. He was a a dancer. No, oh, okay. And he used to do uh, rap at clubs in Houston where he would dance. Mm-hmm. And then one night somebody's just like, yeah, you should record that. And then that's kind of how this thing evolved. Yeah. So, But you want to hear some shadiness. I heard on another uh, thing I saw about this song, the record company wanted this to sell so bad that they pulled all of the cassette and yeah. CD singles and only sold the whole album to make people buy the whole album so they got more money out of it. So that's a little shady, I think. Yeah. I read that about another one on here. Yeah. Where they did something similar, where they made it hard to get a single, so then you had yeah, because you, know. you they wanted you to buy the whole album because yeah. the singles were like three ninety nine, and the whole album's like sixteen bucks. The so. single, the cassette single, cassette I single. Remember those? Well, going from Vanilla Ice to our number seventeen song is quite the drastic change in uh, tempo. Again, we've got Duncan Sheik sounds very regal uh, singing barely breathing. I like this song. I'm just going to tell you right now. It is a good one. I've seen this on some 90s cheesy countdowns too, but I like it. So I I like the pay yay yay yay. I mean he really he really lengthened that out. So if you're gonna use the word pay in there, you might as well get your money worth, right? So um 
it seems like a produced radio sounding throwaway hit on the mm-hmm. you know song, but I like it. Uh, I, I really don't have much more to say about it. it was that released May of '96. It earned a lot of accolades actually. If you look him up, there's quite a lot there. Um, his only big song. Uh, he had a couple other little songs hit or whatever, but he'll even admit this was his his big number yeah. one hit. So he's it's definitely an, a one hit wonder style song and submitted to us by Nicholas A. Um, I was impressed that it said it peaked at number 16. Okay. Which isn't, I mean, it's yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll take that. You get top 20. Yeah. Uh, but it remained on the chart for 55 weeks. Yeah. So people like the, it. On the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. So it was very popular. I bet uh, it, I bet it was, I bet it was popular on the adult contemporary chart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I like the song. I would, I, yeah. I kind of wished. He would have had more stuff. I wanted, okay. I wanted more for this guy. All right. Yeah. yeah. Poor, poor Duncan. Poor Duncan. All right. He's well, going from Duncan to this next group is, again, quite a bridge. Song number 18 is The Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. This list is very up and down. It. I love it. Another song that is the 90s, right? Oh, yeah. Inexplicable. Like, there's so many things on here where you... Yeah, I love the song. Yeah, this there. was submitted by Angela M. Uh, this, for me, honestly, probably my first favorite rap song. I remember watching it on UMTV really? Raps, and I taped it off of there. Um, I heard other rap songs, but for some reason I fell in love with this, maybe because the lyrics were kind of funny, um, and the guy was kind of funny. And by the way, Tupac's a backup dancer, fun fact. Everybody probably knows that by now. but I did not know that. Oh, he's in the video. Yeah, oh, he wow. was he was a backup dancer for Digital Underground before he started rapping on his own. So. Oh. Uh, released in January 1990, um, this is an unforgettable 90s song, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was nominated for Best Rap Video. Didn't know that. Um, you know what it lost to? It, am I going to like it? You Can't Touch This. Can't Touch This. By MC I mean, Hammer. That seems right. Ironically enough, it was name-checked in uh, Humpty Dance. He, uh, he makes fun of MC Hammer in the song. Yeah. So and, A lot of people made fun of MC yeah. Hammer. So. Um Ranked number 30 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip Hop and number 65 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s. Yep. Wow. It's got it's got everything. Um, in 2001, it was listed as number 241 on Rolling Stone's top 500 best songs of all time. That sounds so right. So it made the top 500. That sounds right. Right in right. the middle, by the way. Yeah. And then you so. had the guy with the nose. And the nose? The, I mean, it, yeah, the whole band. so bizarre. Yeah. Wow. And who doesn't love the line that I once got busy <laughs> In a Burger King bathroom. I mean, Uh, I've been in Burger King bathrooms. So if you're willing to do that, she must have been the one. uh, Okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, Humpty Dance, iconic. And that's going to jump us over. You said this goes up and down. Oh, my. This whole. Again, as we bridge to this song. I knew that. But now I'm. (laughs) As I hear it. Yeah. Play out. As we bridge to the next song. uh, Number 19 is I Want You Back by NSYNC. You can oh see my. all five of them dance. Gosh, yeah, with their uh, frosted tips on their. Hey, hair. don't hate on frosted tips. Sliding around What's on the wet. That? Oh yeah, in the wet warehouse. Got to get wet. It's part of the look. Listen to that. That's really good. <laughs> I don't know. It's very. Uh, Listen to you. <laughs> so that oh, was submitted so by Chrislyn S. All right, Rob, our first boy band appearance on any of our countdowns. Oh, uh, JT yeah. and the boys are here for you. They love you. This song released February 17th, 1998. 
I know you were a big in sync guy. Oh, uh, or were you a Backstreet Boys guy? You have to tell me which one. Uh, which one? Oh were no. You? Okay. So I will tell you this. I was neither. No, I was you, neither. You have but to pick in a college. Side. No. You pick no, 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 no. Uh, uh, how many Backstreet Boys were there? There were five. There were five. Okay. See, I don't even know that. And but how many NSYNC members were there? I don't know. Four or five. Five. Okay. So here's what I remember. The guy who produced no. both bands produced the same two bands. So, so in college, why I rocked these, I do not know. Yeah. But at one point, I was rocking the sideburns that connected to yes. my goatee. I, that's great. Yeah. You, you look like old boy. No, it was so stupid. No, it's good. And I remember you used to make fun of me, and you would say, <laughs> I, what are you, the sixth Backstreet Boy? That's right. All the time. So, And I found a picture of that, and I was like, what was I doing? You were looking good. That's no, what you were doing. it was awful. And there's nothing wrong with it. But yeah. You had, look. What, we, are you, what are you, the sixth Backstreet can, Boy? That's right. We can imagine uh, young college Rob with the, oh the goatee sideburns. And they were the really skinny sideburns that mm. went right down, went followed my yeah. jawline. Nice big. Baggy cargo pants. Oh, I love a good pair of cargo pants. And probably a t-shirt with a checkered button shirt over open, so you can see the t-shirt. Uh, pro- probably, and, and then some sense. sort of some and sort some of, sort uh, of uh, fleece. college baseball hat pulled down real low on your face. Oh, it was. It was a. It right. was a Portland State baseball cap. You had Oregon yeah. State too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that that's no. I love a good pair of cargo pants. I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. You love the cargo pants and the cargo shorts. So, yeah. Well, we go from a boy band to another band, a rock band, but in a slower version. Song number 20 is Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. This is date movie material, right? Date yeah, because the, the movie Angel. City of Angels. City of Angels. Yes. Is it? Your buddy Nick Cage. I know. One of the few times I am not a fan of the Nick Cage on this Really? One. Yeah, not a good movie. Right, so... As Rob just alluded to, off the City of Angels soundtrack released in 1998, a good song, great 90s ballad. Now that's a ballad. Uh, And I said I love all things Nick Cage, but this movie is not the one. Uh, This has been described as the Goo Goo Dolls' signature song, but I will tell you, uh, if you really like the Goo Goo Dolls, the song name is my favorite Goo Goo Dolls song, and I will tell you is vastly superior to this song. But Iris is memorable, good song, and sold its most copies, so I understand why they say that. Submitted by Matthew A. to the podcast. Um, let's see. In my notes, I have he uh, it received nominations for Record of the Year, Pop Performance by a Duo or a Group. It also gave uh, Johnny uh, Resnick a Song of the Year nomination. So, um, Yeah, quite popular. Yeah, it was a popular song. Did you number, like it? Number nine. I did. Okay. I remember going uh, renting City of Angels with a girl I was dating at the time. Oh, going okay. back to the house. remember her crying. It was a very sad movie. Meg Ryan <laughs> with the whole log truck at the end there. Yeah. He's hopefully yeah, everyone's con- seen it because he angel- just ruined it, right? Yeah, well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, man, I was just gonna yeah. Yeah. All right. He he becomes a human, everybody. I oh know. yeah. It's quite a thing. Yeah. Wonderful. And then she dies. Death. Oh. Just gave it up. You're terrible. I know. Everyone so, everyone hates you right now. So there you go. Well, let's go from spoiling that to song number 21. Uh, this is another song. If I could omit a song, this really? would probably be one of my other songs. So, But it was a popular song. It is called Bitch by Meredith Brooks. Why don't you like Well, you, just never not your thing. Never caught on too much. I mean, I, I know it. I didn't understand the hype for it, but mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm no Meredith Brooks fan. I will say, as you just pointed out, I'm a huge fan of the song. However, 
I understand its appeal. It's kind of empowering. It has a whole thing to it. Uh, and I don't look down on any fan of this song. If you like it, cool. Uh, it was released March 25th, 1997. And despite my feelings, which no one gives two craps about, uh, this song was very popular and charted well being nominated for a Grammy. I did so have that So obviously notes. I don't know what I'm talking about because the people in the know think it was a great song. Yeah, nominated for Best Female Rock Performance and Best Rock Song. Yeah. Wow. I know it best now for uh, the movie What Women Want. Oh, I don't. It was a Mel Gibson-driven movie with Helen Hunt. Oh. Uh, when he's he he tries all these women's products because he's an advertising yeah. executive, and while he's shaving his legs and doing all this stuff, this song plays. Oh, okay. So yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. the best version of that memory I have of it now. So. Yeah. yeah, I guess I never, I mean, I heard the song, and then as I was researching for it, I guess I didn't realize it was more of an empowerment type. You know, yeah, I think like that's what she's trying to go for. It's, it's almost she a, was a mainstay on the Lilith Fair tour, oh, so yes, yeah, the Lilith Fair, yes, I forgot all about that. Wow, oh, yeah, pulling that one. You know, out. who didn't forget about that? Sarah McLaughlin, Indigo Girls, who was Sarah McLaughlin, uh, McLaughlin, who also had a song on the City of Angels soundtrack, yes, oh, I like Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, that's the one that always plays in the sad dog, uh, sad dog video, the dog commercial, yeah, commercials, yeah. sad dog. They're not yeah, sad the, dogs, they're abused the, dogs. Abused dogs, sorry, yeah. There you go. Yeah, makes you feel all bad. Oh, yeah. Well, song number 22 will take that bad feeling and flip it around because it comes from an iconic 80s band, Duran Duran, and it is Ordinary World. I really like this song. I agree with you. It's good. It's good. It was kind of their, kind of, not a comeback. Yeah, a comeback, yeah. Would you, it went quiet for a few years. They were really popular in the mid 80s, then kind of the late yeah. 80s, not much. A little resurgence. So, this was submitted yep. by Angie H. Uh, I'm a big Duran Duran fan, so seeing them come back, as you just said, in the 90s with another couple of hits uh, to include this one is great. And uh, it's a really good song. Released in December of 92, it charted well in the US and around the world, giving Duran Duran a little resurgence. Didn't last long. By the mid 90s, again, they kind of faded off. Uh, but. I'm sure, just like we've said of other artists, they can live on uh, what they did in the 80s and this little burst back in the 90s for the rest of their life. And hopefully they're not having to play casino somewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the casino tour. <laughs> That'd be sad. I wonder what, get, what they get paid on the casino. I mean, they got to get paid something. It's got to be worthy enough that it's worth their effort. Yeah. I don't know. if it, It's kind of the same conversation about the one-hit wonder song, right? So yeah. you go, hey, you're still playing. You're out. Yeah. Playing your music. You're still playing. People yeah. come and pay to listen to you. You're better than sitting at home. Better than nothing. Um, I, the only thing I have different in my notes is that uh, it said that Sam Laban sang this song with Luciano Pavarotti. Wow. Yeah. At some uh, some event. I don't know what it is. I didn't go that far to find one out. One of the three tenors? Yes. I, he is one of the three tenors. Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. You don't know who the three tenors are? Uh, I knew there were three. There's three. Can you name them? Uh, no, I know Pavarotti. So you can't name him. Don't act like you know. <laughs> I don't know all three, but I know he. I would. Won. I would have walked out right. if you could have like rattled off. That would have been great. Well, it was. <sighs> I should have prepped better for that. I didn't expect the Luciano part, so yeah. I wasn't ready. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. All right. Luciano Pavarotti. Pavarotti. Yeah. All right. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> well, we go from uh, a great '80s Ooh, band to like uh, another kind of one-hit wonder '90s band. But song number twenty-three is "The Way" by Fastball. I like this song. Yeah, great song. It's got that nice poppy little yeah. tune to it. It's one of those that I don't listen to all the time, but if it comes on the radio, I'll turn it up and go, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's fun, right? Uh, fun, catchy pop song. Uh, 
I remember when uh, it came out. I hear it. It's quick. It's quick and fun. It's like a two minute song. It's not long at all. No. So uh, released January seventh, nineteen ninety eight. Charted well in the U S. Went number seven in Sweden. Oh. So the Swedes. Swedes. Pretty happy about the way. Uh, they like the fastball. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I think I liked the song when it came out, but then I liked it even more when you learn that it's got, uh, um, it's inspired uh, when one of the members are reading about the disappearance of an elderly couple who were found dead in their car many miles from their original destination. So apparently they had, um, yeah, they had, the, it was an older married couple. They had decided to leave their life behind. They packed up all their things. They hit the road. They didn't tell, they, they didn't tell anybody. Um, their car breaks down during the trip, forcing them to continue on foot. Um, and that, so Jeez. it's kind of got a sad story to it, but it's it's based on a real life yeah. event. Way to just bring the mood of this song. And I think that's cool. Any, ground, I right? think anytime you can yeah. write a song that's attached to a story, yeah, so I, I think this that. song's got a story. Does the story and I think have it's kind of cool. Dead people. I mean, come oh. on, man. I know, and, and then it's very jingly and poppy and yeah. kind of happy, and then you go, wait, this is you know, not a happy song. You know, I try to sell this podcast as something fun that brings back nostalgia, and here you come riding in on your black horse of death and kill the vibe all the way around. So, well, uh, I guess that's what we're going to do. When you hire Rob, that's what you get. So, but, uh, well, let's uh, get away from the craziness of the uh, meaning of that song, as it turns out, and go to song number 24. We're almost to the end, Rob. Uh, It is Ironic by Alanis Morissette. I wonder. What I do you wonder? I, I wonder if this conversation or go will go. Well, I think it might, go, but yeah. is what it is. So this was uh, submitted by Tamara N. Alanis obviously ruled the mid '90s. Yeah, I mean you can't. Uh, she's another one of those. Whether you like her, love her, hate her, uh, she she ruled in '95. There was probably nobody hotter than her. Uh, she hit like a hammer with that album, Jagged Little Pill. Uh, obviously, You Ought to Know is the most popular song, but this is probably right there, mm-hmm. second, I would think. Question, though, Rob, is yeah. anything she's saying in this song okay. actually ironic? That's Or is I, it just a string of bad luck okay. and bad coincidences? I don't know. You don't know. Well, no, okay. So that's what I, I wondered if it was going to go there, the whole like grammatical, you know. Because like, I don't think anything's actually ironic. I don't know. I don't know. Because, I don't know. Like I the one no part where it. he says he waited his whole life to take a flight, and as the plane crashed down, he thought, "Well, isn't this nice?" If you wait a long yeah. time and then go on a plane and it crashes, I don't think that's ironic. I just think that's a bad luck situation, right? Yeah, I don't know. I I started reading about whether man there there are there are some really heated debates. Some, there are some. I found a couple Reddit boards where it's just talking about how this isn't ironic, and, and then they go like, back. People yes. spend a lot of time on it. We don't have to spend that no, much time. People on it, spend so. a lot of time. Uh, no, some things about this song though. Uh, reached number four in the U.S. Um, ironic, it was certified gold. It won a Juno Award for single uh, yes. of the year in old Canada. A uh, kind of ca- Grammy. Cana- Canada. A fake Grammy. Um, <laughs> received a Grammy nomination. It's been parodied by Weird Al. Of course. There you go. Yeah. So, um, what was his song? Uh, it was uh, it was called Word Crimes. Yeah. Um, All right. He references Morissette's lyrics by singing, Irony is not coincidence. So see, so, yeah, Weird yeah, Al's yeah. agreeing with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so maybe he's smarter than I gave him yeah. credit for. And I had forgotten about the video, where it's like different versions of herself in the, in car, the car. And anyway, I yeah. can do without the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. 
Yeah. All right. Well, you probably need Alanis Morissette on a countdown like this. So yeah, nineties. You you gotta have her in there. She was it for a for a minute there. Yeah, that right? jagged little pill album had had some legs on it. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, well, that brings us to our last song, song number twenty five, and. In my opinion, what a song to close this out. This is great. Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Possibly my favorite song out So I picked this part of the song because listen to the drums. Oh, yeah. I don't know that there's a song for me that has better drums than this song. It just hits them so good. Yeah. It's just really good. Makes it. Fun fact about that, um, anybody who knows or doesn't know, Dave Grohl, who's the uh, front man for the Foo Fighters, was the drummer Mm -hmm. for Nirvana. And of course, when Nirvana had to break up because of Kurt's death, Mm -hmm. he formed Foo Fighters. Well, when they recorded Everlong, he had a a drummer. Not the current drummer they have now, Mm -hmm. but they had another drummer or not the current drummer they had now, but um, who has passed away, but the drummer they had for a long time. They had a first drummer, and they, they recorded this song, and he didn't like the drums mm. on Everlong from the previous drummer. And so what you hear on the song, Dave Grohl actually re-recorded mm-hmm. himself doing. Uh, so it's, maybe that's why it sounds so good. But this was submitted by Catherine T. Uh, I agree with you. This might be my favorite song on the countdown. Yeah. If if I'm if I'm being honest, this and Hunger Strike are running neck and neck. Yeah, They're yeah. right there, but uh, this is really good. Released in 1997, January, crazy video. Uh, two bad guys are chasing the band members. Dave Grohl defeats them with a huge hand. Uh, I'm not sure what the video mm-hmm. means. It's just kind of weird. Uh, however, I will say, uh, as I just said during, I'm no drum expert, mm-hmm. but this is some of the best sounding drums oh. in a song that I yeah. hear. And whenever I hear it, I turn it up just to hear the drums yeah. play in the background. Yeah, uh, so that's a good segue. Everything you said, I agree with. Uh, rest in peace to Taylor Hawkins. Uh, but this was his last, the the last song that, uh, um, Everlong was the last song ever performed live by former drummer Taylor Hawkins yeah. before his death in March of 22, which was pretty sad. But um, speaking of drumming, uh, if you get a chance, uh, there is a, a gal. Her name is Nandy Bushell. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Uh, she's, uh, I believe she's from the UK. Um, she's like 11 years old and she's this like, uh, dr- she grew up drumming. Yeah. She's, she was actually invited to join the Foo Fighters on stage and play this song. Oh, wow. If you, if you get a minute, Google her and watch her. It's killer. She's, yeah. she's 11. She's yeah. Wow. She's killer. So That's she's great. played on stage with, uh, with the Foo, the Fighters. Foo Fighters, and she's amazing. She's yeah, so good. That's so. great. Well, my, my kids and I will have Googled her and watched her. Yes. Great. Well, that uh, that's a great way to end that countdown. Again, I will say I like all the songs. Uh, if if you told me I had to take a couple out, I had a couple I would take out. But if I couldn't, I'd listen to the whole playlist, and it wouldn't upset me. So, but uh, Everlong, that is uh, the coup de gras on that. So. Uh, but that list is pretty comprehensive. Look at the 90s, I would say. And uh, thank you to everyone that submitted a song. Uh, gave us an opportunity to go through this. And a lot of those songs I would have also picked myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob has mm-hmm. expressed some dissension to that case, uh, but uh, I would have had most yeah. of those. Yeah. yeah. I think only one or two. One. one. I really can't get with the Barbie song. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I, can't, I can't. It's a great song. Like, it's just a fun I song. Okay. All, All the right. other ones, I, I can make an argument, but okay. um, 
No argument Sorry, for Barbie Leslie. Girl? Sorry, Leslie J. <laughs> you just for, can't. For your submission. Get on board. Well, you can't. should watch the video. It really ties it together and nope. makes it better. Nope. Right? I think nope. so. I will not. All right. You should. I will not. You're such a hater. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm a, I'm in a bad mood today. Yeah. Well, not good for Aqua. So, well, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this episode of Totally 80s and 90s Recall. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this list of 90s songs chosen by at least some of you listening. Uh, if you like this podcast, please hit that subscribe button and share it with a friend. Then head on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us feedback. Five stars. That's going to help the show grow. Rob and I love hearing from our listeners as we just expressed. So please leave us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or our website, which are all included in the show notes. Also, if you like today's musical choices, there are links to Spotify, Apple, and Amazon playlists in the show notes. And you can also find playlists for all our previous music-based episodes. So if you want to listen to them in the car or working out at the gym, and you can then dispute all the bad things that Rob says, that gives you that opportunity. So <laughs> finally, go ahead and email us at 80s90srecall at gmail.com with comments, show ideas, anything you might want to hear in the future. We would love to do another listener episode, and hopefully we'll do one again down the road. So what are we doing next time? So next time... Uh, uh, you know, we're going to do another Billboard project. Ooh. It's from 1989, great year in music. Um, we're going to build a playlist for each other. We've done this before. Mm-hmm. We did it with the 90s. This is going to be just for one year, 1989. And our listeners liked the last one. They did. Yeah. Um, they didn't like your list uh, for me, <laughs> but they <laughs> did like it. The true uh, statement. They did not. <laughs> uh, I did a much better job than you did. I'll do better this That's time. That's fine. So, um, But uh, it's a 12-song playlist of songs that debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1989. And uh, we should have some fun with it. All right, we'll have fun with that one. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll hopefully we'll have some fun with it. I'll do. I'll do better. Yeah. Don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> uh, so, well, you got anything else? No, I don't. Really. Uh, fancy goodbye. No fancy goodbye. All right.